0: Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in, even when you don't, because you know you belong. welcome to you belong i'm your host author d michelle thompson i thought it would be very fitting today to do a video podcast with this guest since he is one of the reasons why i'll share with you later that i look so light to you today no I'm joking it's a long story but um i want to welcome to show my new friend andy mason he is the founder and director of heaven in business yes you heard it right heaven in business They belong together. Hence the show title. (laughs) Yep. And he is the author of a few books, just a few, but probably more in his heart, but God with you at work, dream culture, bringing dreams to life and finding hope in crazy times, (laughs) daily stories of healing. He is at Bethel church out of Redding, California. He is a father, husband, uh, four children, and just a wonderful all-around guy and a great ally. So welcome to the show, Andy.
1: Thank you so much, Michelle. And you're looking amazing. Like, Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. So see, usually I go right into the hot seat and say, tell me about a time where you felt like you didn't belong. I'm going to reverse it today and wait to go into Andy's story on that and share, tell you a story about a time Andy made me feel like I belong. So We've been all trapped at home for about not trapped. Let me let me not say that. We love our home. We love our families. <laughs> We've been doing business a lot more remote from home and on video. And I've met probably I don't know hundreds of meetings before I met Andy late last year or early this year. I can't even remember anymore. Time flies. It was late <laughs> last year. Actually, it was late last year. And Andy has a great meeting with me. We really connect. We go over our time that we're meeting. And at the end, he's like, "Can." I share with you a few things and I'm not going to share with you all his business tips he gave me, but one of them was, you're not clear. <laughs> and I go, what? Like, can I speak better? No, no, no. You sound okay. You're literally not clear. Um, I don't know if you didn't clean your camera list and it was hilarious,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but Within two days, he wasn't just giving me that feedback. I had a brand new, nice HD quality camera delivered in my mailbox. So if you guys are wondering how to give feedback in your organization, what a wonderful way to do it in a way that also brings a solution. So um, Andy, thank you publicly.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. And I was right, everyone listening and watching this, you can look at the evidence. It's like, yeah. So good. And I love that. I mean, just there is so much more in that and amplifying your voice mm-hmm. and helping you being seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want people to see it as you are, rather than being like, no, 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 you, you need the best.
0: Okay. So. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. So, Andy, now I'm going to put you in the hot seat. I want you to really tell you hear a little bit of the accent there. Um, Andy hails from New Zealand. Yeah. Now, tell me about a time where you really felt like you didn't belong.
1: Oh. There is so many. So so interesting. Very, very good question. Hot seat, you're throwing me right into it. The probably the one of the earlier Times was uh, actually because of my faith. Mm
2: -hmm. So uh,
1: when I left school, I was, uh, I left school, I would have been the equivalent of a junior. And I was accepted for a retreat shepherding training ranch, you would say. Mm -hmm. So there's 20 guys,
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: 17, 18, 19, you would say rednecks in America, Mm -hmm. sophisticated like Duck Dynasty rednecks. And uh, they, it was a two-year program, and you live on site. So we're talking 12,000 sheep, 500 cattle, horses, and dogs. And I had been through the stage where my faith was something very, very deep and dear to me, but it was very secret. And I'd made this decision in my life to let this not be forceful or aggressive in any way, but not hide it. Mm -hmm. So as a 17 year old, I came into this environment and put my Bible on my desk and you're bunking or rooming with one other student. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. Well, I had, and and my background is, you may not know now, but very shy. So that was very quiet, very shy. And I uh, remember the first night uh, the, some of the seniors from that environment sat on my bed and were asking me questions, everything pertaining to faith and values and from a very, very different standpoint. And it was very awkward and it proceeded to be a uh, culture shock. And I'd say on two sides, one, very much feeling like, oh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I belong here. But at the same time, it was probably the best thing ever because it really challenged what do I believe to be true about me, about what I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end of that year, it was it was great. It wasn't easy, but it was good. So that's probably the first time. Interesting. <laughs>
0: okay. So through that, you learned that you could be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And I got to believe in heaven and business and what you're doing. There's a lot of times where people have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable because this is a man, you can't tell by the way he's positioned posture right now or how he may sound to you, but he operates in a very uh, uncomfortable place for some believers in, in the workplace. So tell us a little bit more about heaven in business.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other place I'm thinking I don't belong. It was interesting, you know, coming to the States and uh, I may have looked like a lot of the people that I got to mix and mingle with, but my accent, the food, the driving, uh, I only once drove on the wrong side of the road, but we're not going to talk about that one. Uh, (laughs) The cuts of meat. There were so many things, and and then, in the church setting, even there, is knowing I'm a business guy. I this is where I operate. This is what I love, and and again, just wrestling with that. I don't belong, mm. and in that case, the the feeling was, uh, and I remember this distinctly. Of different things that were said to the point that. Uh, it, I would say now, I had this light bulb moment at one stage and realised, oh, I've partnered with rejection mm. because I didn't feel like I belonged, not the, the traditional church setting environment and focus. So number one is that then I, if there's an invitation to lean into Jesus, to find my security in him, or what I found myself doing, without even realizing it, was undermining the platform of the organization in order to defend mm-hmm. myself.
2: Mm-hmm. And I realized,
1: oh my gosh, you've just partnered with rejection rather than partnering with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I had to repent. And, and so it was what was amazing was within, within 48 hours, I was invited into some meetings that actually destroyed that feeling of rejection. But it was just amazing how I'd partnered with that because I didn't feel like I belonged. Because some things were said that undermined who I was or what I was doing. So slight segue, but you, uh, your question was, what's heaven and business? So when we came to the States, my wife and I have four kids in 2008. Uh, I did a ministry school in Bethel. And at the end of that first year, I, I love the concept of uh, really it's built around Matthew. I think, I believe it's Matthew 6, Jesus taught us to pray. Uh, our Father, hallowed be your name, Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And really, what does that look like? How do we bring heaven to earth? How do we carry what Jesus paid for into every environment? And the context at the time was very much uh, praying for the sick and seeing healing and miracles. And my thought was, well, that's wonderful, but what about healing a city? What does that look like? And what do you do when there's more than sick people in a city? So what are we doing for the business community? And so uh, I remember going and talking to one of the staff and saying, what about the business community? What are we doing for the economic engine of the city? Like, surely Jesus didn't just die for us to get healed. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. But there's more. Uh, What are we doing to heal our city? And the lane that I'm in is the business community or the economic engine of the city.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so the response was, well, you do something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not hearing me. Like, you need to do something here. It's like, no, you've come up with this thought. You've seen the, the gap, the hole, the problem. So you do something. So they connected me with uh, a local businessman. And we actually joined, myself and a Canadian businessman who was a student, uh, joined a local prayer club in this business. And that was the start of Jesus. Jesus. Uh, are the miracles of the Bible, the miracles that we see on the mission field, the miracles that we see in a healing rooms, are they limited to a pulpit or mm. are they in everyday life? Right. And since then, so that was 2008, nine that's grown into a, uh, a curriculum within the school of ministry, a, a, some activities with our local business people, uh, conferences, retreats, a membership platform, And a whole heap of other things, but really at the core of it's equipping people to partner with God in their place of work and engage in the well-being of the city that they serve.
0: And see miracles. And
1: see miracles.
0: Every day. Yeah. So what's been great, he said it's so low right there, like, and be involved in some activities. No, 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 no. I want you to take a moment because Andy, we, didn't, we met last year one-on-one, but I heard Andy talk about heaven and business, I don't know, probably five or six years ago when he was at a conference I was at, and I heard him speak on stage and I can't even re-describe everything. But by the time he was finished, I was like listening, ears perked up, listening intently. So um, why don't you share one of those stories of, um, and not story, I want to say account of miracles happening right there when people do Execute from that place of trying to bring the kingdom of heaven on yeah. earth through business.
1: Yeah, and and I love this. I love so just just to state this really clearly, um, I love miracles. I love it when God does something that no man can do. Mm. That's I live for that. And I love that. I also want to state really clearly is I love and recognize and value the gift of God in every person. Amen. So whether someone, so if, if we say, for example, a healing miracle, I love it when God opens the blind. Uh, just like there's this, God just does it when heals, and I also love it when uh, God anoints a doctor who trains. And then we see a surgery. So a part of me is like, I value all of that. So if you're listening and you're in the medical profession, I love what you do. Uh, if you, so that's, that's a little piece, just as a segue as I jump into this. So uh, last week, we were on a call with one of the mastermind groups that I lead. And one of them shared that his wife is having debilitating headaches and back spasms so and she'd had the day before she'd had to have 14 pills pain medication pills just to actually endure the day they have four children and struggling so what's the most natural thing for a group of five business people meeting to do well we figure well, we should just pray because jesus paid for this so we pray, and again this is really simple anybody Actually, these signs follow them that believe. So it's easy. Just believe. Mm -hmm. This is not based on us. It's based on Jesus. So we just prayed real simple uh, for the the spouse. And we get a text that afternoon saying she hasn't had to have a single pain pill for the entire day. Nothing else has changed. And so little things like that, we're just so grateful for. So there's things like that. And then there's and then there's things like, God, how do, how do you even orchestrate this? So, for example, I'm um, meeting with a businessman, uh, loves Jesus and leads and engaged with some national faith and work business activities
2: mm-hmm. and
1: business initiatives. And we're talking and he is just being promoted. So he's got his business and then he's volunteering and working, uh, leading this national business faith work and they've just promoted him so now he's got a problem how do I do my business and do this increased responsibility and so uh, one of the people on the call he has got this testimony that says it, like God gave him a revelation that God created time and you're seated with Christ in heavenly realms so actually time is your servant So he begins to pray, Lord, I ask that you would help me get five days work done in four days so that I could do some of these other activities on the the Friday. That's Mm -hmm. his testimony. So we prayed and released the testimony because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's revelation. So we do that and then we pray and we literally pray for this man, Father, that you'd give him favor and wisdom and that you'd make a way that we clearly know this is His wife's 100% behind this. So we know this is Jesus. You're like, this is God. But Lord, he needs time. So we ask you to give him favor, even favor with his existing clients that literally as he gives them advice, the advice that they apply would generate so much benefit for them that they would come back to him and say, uh, look we don't need to meet with you this time because so they give him back time mm. because we're already applying what you've said and we like we got so much to do we don't need to meet with you. In fact, they even bless them that they'd even want to financially support him in the process. So yeah. we as we are praying that he says he's thinking, you know what, I've got one client that I'm meeting with weekly and I don't need to meet with them anymore. But they're a friend so I'm not sure how I would uh fire How would I get rid of a client that's a friend? It's awkward. As we are praying and he's thinking that, he gets a text from the CEO of the company saying, hey, I just want you to know that I'm ending my contract for that coaching. As we prayed, we Mm. get off the call and he calls us back and says, he's supposed to have two days with a coaching consulting client. That client got in touch with him and told him, We are fully implementing what you told us to do from last month. We don't need to meet with you this month for those two days. And he says, Well, that's really wonderful, but I don't want to be a financial burden to you. So I'll, you know, I'll reimburse you the fee. And they say, No, no, no. We want to pay you anyway. I I call that a miracle. Like, I, I love physical miracles, but I work with business people and we're in the economic space. And time and money and value and exchange and increase and transformation, those things are so exciting. But Michelle, I think the biggest thing for me in all of this is what blows my mind, what astounds me is that God could have done that without us. Mm He probably could have been cleaner and easier and less dysfunctional without us. But somehow he truly wants to play with us, to co-labor, to work with us. And he's waiting on us to do our part. And sometimes that's simply praying with somebody else, a fellow believer, an unbeliever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's reaching out and saying, Jesus, do hear what only you can do.
0: Yeah, that's it. I always tell people God wants us to be a witness of, his, of your witness the more you are with him so he wants us to get into that place of activation in the marketplace i believe it was billy graham years and years ago said the next greatest revival will be the marketplace and so it may sound like oh this doesn't belong that's that's what we're doing here that's what we're talking about and as he was sharing i love that andy made that disclaimer because you don't want to set up like there's levels to this. Oh, this is really supernatural. Everything God does is perfect and is great and still is moving and bringing His kingdom from heaven to earth. But there are times like the story Andy shared when I first um, heard of him speak of a pizza place I believe in California in Reading where the people had orchestrated that they didn't just hire dough makers. They hired intercessors and they were praying into the dough. You can correct me if I'm not telling the story, right? But people heard about the miracles and people being healed and blessed and prayers being answered and they just had a lineup. So it was good pizza, I hope too. But yeah, yeah. Best pizza.
1: Best pizza in the city.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was good pizza, but there was heaven in it too. So it was yeah. that added benefit. So there we go to value. it's time out for the world trading time for a product or a service. People wanna trade their time for getting the value, the miracles, God's best, his kingdom best for what he wants you to have. And that's why I try to move clients out of the space of just saying, oh, your billables are going up or you're expensive. I'm not expensive. What God has gifted me, what he's gifted you, what the package is, it's very valuable. It's added value that you couldn't pay anyone else to come here and do. And yeah. so I love you in sharing that and in making that disclaimer the pizza is great. But so is just that prayer in the office that may feel, as we talked earlier, uncomfortable, but getting comfortable with that and then seeing the reward of you being uncomfortable in business, doing that and just seeing the great reward when you open that door to to believe and then ask out of that belief and then receive. So I love that.
1: I love that. I want to jump in on what you said. So what I heard you say is they hire intercessors. Oh, yeah. I just think let's, let's just correct that. Cause if you're listening to this and you say, well, yeah. I'm not an intercessor.
0: Yeah. You're,
1: you're probably surprised. And so this is this whole, whole thing. And, and I love what you do around the, you belong because mm-hmm. there's, there's, if you're watching this, listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't belong in a healing ministry. I don't belong in a, uh, like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I couldn't pray for pizza dough and expect miracles or I couldn't whatever. It's like, no, last time I checked my Bible, it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. So actually he's the one who says it, he's working in and through you. And then, and it's literally you just getting him the reward. And so you are an intercessor. You, well, well, if you're a follower of Jesus, whether you like it or not, you're going to do miracles. That's what the Bible says, people. And actually it works. I love Mm -hmm. that about business is that Mm -hmm. with entrepreneurism, with, with, with business is you let's test this and Mm -hmm. see, and if it doesn't work, we adjust it. If it does work, we multiply and scale it up and then, uh, and then go public. Exactly. It's the same with Jesus and with miracle working power is I wanna see his wisdom in my business to know what to do. I wanna see his insight, his voice. I wanna carry peace, Mm -hmm. especially peace today because I get to go into places where people are really anxious and scared and I get to carry peace. I also carry purpose Mm -hmm. on a call yesterday with a businessman, very, very successful businessman. and, And we got a call and to be candid, I was intimidated by him because he's so successful. And I'm thinking, is this gonna work? You know, is okay there's this exchange of value and time? And he's paying for this consulting, and we get halfway through, and he just sits back. And I'm reflecting back on him on what he said, and I said, "You okay? Is the screen frozen?" And he start he's weeping, as mm-hmm. for the first time in three decades, he's realizing he's been trying to build business, but the fruit has been the building of people. And so he's felt like in areas where he's failed or a business has failed. Actually, the people have been built again and again and again. And suddenly he's like, wow, that's going to shift some of the things that he focuses on. That's a miracle. Mm. A life transformed, a life changed, a life aligned with purpose.
2: Mm.
1: I love it. And so then, don't you dare tell me you don't belong. I just need to connect you with my friend, Michelle. And you realize you belong more than you realize. We just got to help you be seen, help you get your voice back, help <laughs> you stand in who you are. And <laughs> this is going to be good.
0: That's awesome. And thank you for that, because we talk about this on the show a lot, that we put titles and labels on things. And we don't, just saying that word, like you said, intercessor, could shut someone down. And that's the same thing when we hear a title or you and I, if we're meeting with a client that has accomplished so much because of those titles and accolades. They're like, oh, I've got to meet with them. And then all of a sudden you meet in the room and you're like, they're human, I'm human, we both have fears, we both have struggles, we, we both have to remember we belong to him first. And because of that, we can get through anything. So now I'm going to close with kind of a question to invite you to lead someone who might be listening. How would you do if I'm sure you've had clients that they heard heaven and business and yeah, heaven's in the title, but they still were like, they have good business results. They do great bottom line. So I'm sure you've had people that wouldn't call themselves a quasi believer, but still wanted to work with heaven and business. How would you lead them and invite them to belong to the kingdom of God?
1: Yeah. So in terms of lead them to faith. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a really good question. I'm thinking actually to this morning. So this morning I got to have a conversation because I'm working with one company and it's a global company in the tech space. Uh I'm working with one of the managers, but the company is going to be paying for the coaching. So I had to have a conversation with the HR manager in France about what it is that I do and making sure I fit with the policy and the procedure. And so it's like, okay, how, uh, what do I, faith is so integrated in what I do. Uh, and hearing his voice. So this, and then there's two conversations like this. So to just give an example of just how I bridge it. And so simply she asked me my story. So when you ask me my story, I I can choose, I can play it very, very safe, or I can just tell you, you know what? Uh, I'm on this journey of learning to hear the voice of God. Uh, He speaks to me and I've seen him do so many things. Uh, would you like to hear some of that? So it's inviting someone into belonging. If I, if I keep it an invitation rather mm-hmm. than a demand, it's the same with my Something wife.
2: Like
1: I can tell her how to be me. That's not going to work.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> but think I so. Can,
1: I can invite her into that. Uh, another one, I was on a call. Actually, my son is 17, and uh, we're having some interviews with engineers because he wants to become an engineer. And so we meet with this engineer and he was a F-18 pilot, fighter pilot, and had to stop being a pilot because he had an injury to his back. So mm-hmm. I heard that. And as we track through the conversation, uh, he asked a little bit and I said, well, I lead heaven in business and I tell him these things. And we get to the end of the conversation. We stop record. So it's no longer being recorded. And, and I say to him, tell me more about your back. What's, what's going on? And do you have pain? And he says, yes. And this is what I'm learning. This is around belonging and love.
2: Mm.
1: So if I'm thinking about me, I won't say anything and I won't do anything because I feel awkward and I feel uncomfortable and I feel embarrassed and I'm not sure what to say. And because I'm focused on myself, but if I'm truly Christ-like, which is I love others as I love myself, and mm-hmm. I love others in the same way that Jesus loved me. If I'm genuinely concerned about him and I know that I carry, I potentially carry something that could give him relief, healing, wholeness, then I'm going to move. I'm going to act because love compels me to act. Mm. So I just simply say to him, hey, I, I hate that you got all that back pain. Would you be open to me praying for you that the pain goes away?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: straight away, he's like, sure. Sure. So we just pray on the spot. Now, I don't even know what happened afterwards, but that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to pray for the sick. My responsibility is lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mm -hmm. So I'm just learning to do those sorts of things, especially when I connect with someone in the middle of their pain.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. And that shows the love of God and it's not conditional, you know? It's and I'd love. Well, it is one condition that they say yes to the invitation. Yeah, and so it's as part of you. The journey is learning. I believe as a believer to make the invitation. And we talked a little bit about it earlier. I believe the rejection, not operating from the place of rejection, because yes, you may have some people that say no, I don't, absolutely not, and you not getting in your feelings or taking it personal that you know what? I can pray silently for them too, <laughs> you, know? That's you know? I love that. I love that. So thanks for sharing. So people, you can listen and look out for Andy. Where? How can people listen to your podcast?
1: So yeah, they can grab some books. So there's things here, Finding Hope in Crazy Times. That's devotional. There's a bunch of books. They can find these authentic-solutions.com. Authentic--------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------------- dash So that's personal website, heaveninbusiness.com, heaveninbusiness.com is the the ministry. We're equipping and activating business people. And then the podcast is called Authentic Conversations with Andy Mason. So that's authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And you'll go on a journey with us.
0: Okay. Uh, I love it and look forward to the journey. Thanks for so much for coming on to Andy. investing yourself. your time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank right. you, Michelle.
0: A good Thank investment. You. All right. And that's how to fit in even when you don't believe you belong. Thanks for listening in. Visit us on Instagram at believeyoubelong or go to our website, believeyoubelong.com. Share your own belong story and don't forget to grab a copy of the upcoming book, You Belong, the 21-Day Workplace Devotional. Be blessed.